You are listening to the Filming Life Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Holmes, founder and lead educator at the Filming Life Academy, the largest online community of family filmmakers in the world, where I teach photographers how to switch over to video and create meaningful, story-driven films with confidence. Joining me is my co-host, Allison Redman, community leader for the Filming Life Academy and lead educator of our extremely popular sound design course. Together, we give you an inside look at what's happening inside the Filming Life Academy, along with tips and tricks that you can use right away to elevate your work as a filmmaker. If you're not already a member, but you want to be, you can sign up to the Academy over at filminglifeacademy.com. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everyone. How are you doing out there? This is Allison Redman from the Filming Life Academy, and I'm introducing this episode because this one is kind of unique. Occasionally, Courtney and I like to interview people out there who are doing pretty special things in the worlds of family films, and that's what today's episode is. It's an interview with photographer and family filmmaker Sarah Garcia of Sarah Garcia Photo Art. You know, we see a lot of people doing lifestyle family photo sessions in beautiful outdoor locations. Just open your Instagram feed. You can't miss this. However, what we don't see as much of is lifestyle focused sessions that result fully in just a family film. In other words, it's a lifestyle session. So the client has been prepped ahead of time. There's a location that's been scouted. A tire has been helped or chosen for clients. Um, clients are coached maybe perhaps during a session on to create and foster love and connections. Um, but the end result, instead of being a photo, is a family film. When Courtney and I saw the films that Sarah Garcia was making in her business as a part of lifestyle sessions, I knew we needed to bring an interview of her to you guys. And so I'm so excited for you to hear this chat. There's a whole lot of good and beauty and honesty in what Sarah does. And um, I hope that it inspires you in your filmmaking journey. So that's it. Here's my chat with Sarah. Enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Hi. If you don't know Sarah, you are going to want to go dive into her work right now. Sarah is a lifestyle family photographer and family filmmaker who lives in beautiful Colorado. She began her photography business nine years ago when her first of two sons, Jackson, was born. She uses the epic outdoors of her Colorado home as inspiration for her client sessions, creating incredible sun-soaked, love-filled photos and films. Sarah is also a member of the Filming Life Academy. She's a filming lifer. And when we saw the films that she was making, we immediately knew that we wanted to chat more with her about her process and her inspiration. She is also a lifelong runner, a Diet Coke addict, which I love, a podcast (laughs) enthusiast, (laughs) an all-around amazing person. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Goodness, I'm so glad you're here to chat with me. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for the introduction. You're amazing. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm such a huge fan of your work too. So this is an honor to be here. Oh goodness. Thank you. That's incredibly kind. Um, I saw your, I, I mean, I've been seeing your films over the last however long that's been. Um, and they just immediately drew me in. And I know I said this in the intro, but there's a lot of people doing lifestyle family sessions, outdoor sessions, indoor sessions, and some, some are including films, but you're doing something really special. And we love just the look of your films and the, 
the emotion that you're able to get in them. And so I know that people are going to want to kind of hear your perspective and how you're inspired and just even about your business and all of, all of the good stuff that makes you, you and your business what it is. So thanks for being willing to kind of just give us a peek behind the scenes, if you will, as to how you tick and how you work as an artist. So thanks. I appreciate that. Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. I'm honored to be here. Awesome. Um, so let's kind of dig right in. I, w- I think I want to hear a lot about a couple of things. I want to hear about your business. I want to hear kind of how you are as an artist. Um, and I want to hear about your films. And then I'm going to ask you some questions too, just kind of how you run your sessions. Cause I know a lot of our, um, our listeners are interested in that. So as far as your art, I noticed on your website, and I noticed when you talk about your work, you use the word art. And in your your business title, you have the word art, photo art. Um, I love that concept. And so tell me, what is it that makes you kind of tick as an artist? What is it about you? Um, what is it that embodies that word as art for you? Tell me more about that. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think, honestly, a lot, most of us, all of us are born artists. And Art is an expression of, um, it's an expression of life using um, pictures, painting, something Mm -hmm. other than words. And I've never truly been great with words. And I think, Mm. you know, even even as a young girl, I I was a singer um, and I've always found that. Yeah, I've always found that expressing myself through art is just how I communicate best with, with the world. Um, Mm. and I don't, I don't know about you and the other artists listening to this, but I think Mm -hmm. that when I'm creating, I feel Mm -hmm. something beyond myself, otherworldly. Um, yeah, but I, but I also think that I feel really connected to, to who I am and to Mm. other people when I'm creating art. Right, right. Are you so were you a musician as a kid? Is that um, as, or you enjoyed singing as a kid? I think that's interesting. Yeah, I um, well, I, I was a singer and I played a little piano, but I um, was in choir, you know, all through high school. And actually, mm-hmm. after after college, I made a, a demo album out in Canada. Oh, my um, goodness. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote I wrote a few songs and um, I have that demo. I'll, I'll let you listen to it sometime. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a singer, like a professional singer, but, um, that industry is mm-hmm. extremely competitive, extremely, um, I wasn't, I wasn't made for that industry. Well, it's interesting that you said that. Cause when I've listened to your films, I've, I really, I love your music choices in your films. I think you do a really good job of that. And people who know me know that I have a huge background in music. I was a former music teacher and have, really? you know, that's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was a high school band director up until I switched careers. Cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like music is a thing for me. So I, I just, yeah. I find that's interesting that you have that background in music and now you're doing, you know, you're doing an artistic career. So there's, I just, I love that so much because I think there's so much to creatives and I think Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, the arts is such a broad thing when you have music and it plays into the way you build a film or the way you take a picture and it's all incredible. Like you were saying with art and I love that, um, that's a part of your background. That's kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. I think it's all encompassing. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you, um, do you find choosing, I probably didn't want to talk about your films now, but just a quick question about music. Do you find music choosing in your films to be a hard and a fast thing? Or is it, is, is it something you find easier? How do you, how do you find that? I actually find that to be the, um, the easiest and maybe the most important to me. Um, I think, mm-hmm. I think music and sound, I'm just learning, you know, as I'm doing these films is a, mm-hmm. such a huge part of making films. Um, because I think that's part of showing the emotion and the connected mm-hmm. connectedness with the films. Yeah, absolutely. And I can hear that. That's awesome. So you are in Colorado. That's your home. That's your base. Um, yes. Colorado is amazing. I mean, it's incredibly beautiful. Um, Do you find, yeah, and you've lived there your whole life or is this a recent thing? I have. I was born here in Colorado. Um, The one time I left was before I got married. I moved to California for a year and Mm -hmm. it's gorgeous out there too. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is definitely home and has always been home. Um, In Colorado, the locations here are, I mean, they're endless and mm-hmm. they're part of what inspires me in my work as well. Um, I think, tell me about that. that. Yeah. I think, um, nature, especially the mountains. Um, I think that is a, a huge theme in both my photography and my work. Um, mm. and I think it's just, it, it's something that reminds me of home. Um, I think that a lot of people hire me because, you know, they mm. want to be in the mountains and they see that mm. beauty, that, yeah. that Colorado Rocky Mountain beauty. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it shows in your films, it's just in your photos. It's just incredible. It's a, I want to come visit every time I see one of your <laughs> pieces oh, out there. I hope, you, I hope you do sometimes. <laughs> we were supposed to be there this summer and then COVID happened. <laughs> so I know. push that forward. So tell yeah. me about your business. You've been, you're, you've been in business for nine years. So tell me about um, just your business as a whole, not necessarily just the films part of it. I want to hear about your business as a whole. So I started, like you mentioned, um, back when my son was three months old, just, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to document him. And um, I think I, I actually had an experience where I brought him to a photographer at three months mm-hmm. old. And yeah. I was walking her, watching her work and just thinking, oh, my gosh, like, this is her job. And that looks yeah. fun. And, <laughs> and <laughs> And so after that session, I actually bought my first DSLR and just kind of, you know, played with it. And I was honestly hooked ever since. Um, Mm. And I think uh, throughout my career, I've always, I'm I'm self-taught, but also, I don't know if I can say I'm self-taught because I've, you know, gone through so many uh, workshops and tutorials, even starting like on YouTube or whatever. Yes. but I think the key to running a business and being su- successful in the business is always pushing mm-hmm. yourself. And um, I think that's why I actually have started incorporating films into my work because, you know, photography is, oh, you're never going to master anything. But I was mm. feeling a little stagnant creatively um, oh, last okay. fall. And, um, so I've, I've dabbled in films, you know, over the past few years, right. but it, then I, you know, something was telling me, you know what, Sarah, you can incorporate in this into your business and, and really yeah. be creative with it. Um, and so 
actually I joined the filming, the filming life Academy, um, because you, you are something you and Courtney have created something, um, that doesn't exist (laughs) other other than what your platform is. You have, um, you have so many resources. You have so many amazing artists on there teaching everything Mm. from like beginning, you know, knowing your, your, um, technical aspects to, um, your voiceover. Oh my gosh. Your voiceover, (laughs) um, course is amazing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Your audio course. Thank you. Gosh. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you. That was incredibly kind. Um, tell me, um, you were saying that you were, I noticed on, I've noticed in your, just on your website that you are, you seem to be someone who's not necessarily this sounds terrible, but like stagnant and you're creating, which I think sometimes can be a thing when you've been in business nine years, that's a long time. And you, you said you yourself noticed the fact that you were, you, you wanted something else. Um, tell me about that. You, you seem like you're wanting to push yourself creatively. And so why was it that films was the next thing for you? Like, I'm, there's a lot of different ways you could go with that. What made you go towards films and not, you know, a different style of something else you could incorporate into your sessions? What was it about films that kind of hooked you? Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I think films are a form of storytelling that photographs can't capture, um, you know, Mm -hmm. the voices, um, Mm -hmm. the movement, the, just that you can, it's a very tangible way of making those memories, um, Mm -hmm. and seeing, just seeing that movement and the connection and the voices. I think honestly, sound has been such a a huge exploration for me with films. Um, Mm. and I feel like, you know, it's, it's a very cinematic, um, Mm -hmm. storytelling kind of, um, piece that, that photographs just can't, um, it's that added level of just, yeah, it's that next dimension of feeling and it just immerses you in, in, it just gives you a whole different window into a person or to a family or to a mother that a photo can do, but with the, like you said, the sound, <laughs> when you get that yes. sound in there, it just it illuminates everything. Um, yes. so when you thought to yourself, I want to start adding videography, uh, family films into my photo sessions, that's a big change as far mm-hmm. as adding something into your business. I want to kind of hear how you decided to go about doing that. Um, mm-hmm. is because you're, you're used to doing, let's start with the outdoor sessions. So you're used to doing sessions outdoors. Um, how to, how long are your outdoor sessions typically? Take a, typically about an hour to hour and a half. Okay. Um, So when you're adding in, when you're starting to add in videography, how was that transition for you? Um, well, I'm the kind of shooter that I can't, if I'm shooting stills, it's really mm-hmm. a challenge for me to shoot both stills and video at the same right. time. Right. Uh, so I've, I've started, um, just doing film sessions alone. Um, okay. I've, yeah. And just because I want to, to trust myself, um, mm. using the video, you know, the, the video clips before I dive into doing both. Um, and Got I think it. that, 
eventually I'll incorporate both in the same session, but I'm keeping them separate for right now. Um, just because I want, yeah, I want to be able to focus on one medium. Right. No, that makes sense. Um, so when you are, um, approached by a client to do, um, a film session, they aren't being, there's no photos included in that session. They're getting the straight film is what you're saying right for now. For now, that's what I'm trying. I mean, I've done both film and stills. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. they, if they ask me and they want both, then I will absolutely Mm -hmm. shoot that. But Mm-hmm. In an ideal situation, I do want to keep that separate just for now. Sure. That makes sense. How many, so with your business, going back to the business as a whole, how are you, how are you balancing both the video sessions and the photo sessions? Are you wanting to do more photo sessions right now? And then some video sessions, are you, how does that look in your business currently? So I actually want to do a lot more video. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. trying to market those a lot more and show people, you know, what films can look like compared to mm-hmm. sessions. Um, mm-hmm. and I've done, I did one giveaway and actually that mm-hmm. the latest film that I, um, showed on my video Vimeo, the motherhood mm. session was a, yes. was a giveaway. Um, just because I want to get it out there and, you know, people yeah. are, are slowly and surely hiring me for it, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so new to this <laughs> that, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's slowly growing and I do want to eventually do, you know, half photo sessions and half video sessions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And have you found any, um, so you did a giveaway. Talk to me about how you did that. Um, I think I remember seeing that on your Instagram feed, but talk us through how you, uh, went about doing that. So I had a video that, you know, it was my latest video that I was super excited about. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just felt like I wanted to create that, a a video for both my business and my portfolio. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and because I think that a lot of clients see video and they're like, Oh, I don't need that. Mm. Um, but I think if you're incorporating, you know, you're making a video that's touching emotionally. I think that really draws people in. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Have you had, um, feedback from clients when they've seen this? How do they, how are they responding when they see like your motherhood films that you've been posting most recently? And what's been the feedback on that? I, um, actually a couple of clients have said, you know, I didn't even know that I wanted this, but it's, it's such a treasure (laughs) that, yeah, I think it's, it's such a treasure that I'll always look back on and, um, just to hear their kids' voices, I think is one of the most amazing things to have. Mm -hmm. Sometimes with video people, like you said, they don't know they want it until they see it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a matter of almost getting them to put themselves in the shoes of the person that they're watching. If they're not the actual client receiving the video. And if you can connect with people in that way, and I think you're absolutely right. It's the tugging at the heartstrings, the emotion, the real emotion, not fake. It's real that you're feeling when you see these moments with a mom. I've noticed in your films that there's a lot, you do a lot of close-ups with mothers touching, you know, their children, which sounds so basic, but it's so beautifully done that, um, you know, I can see myself doing that and I see myself touching my baby and, you know, in the way that you're able to connect. And if that can translate across from a mother who isn't in the film, but still connects to you doing that when you've shown it from their film, that's huge. And that's, um, 
That's what you want is you want to show them that. And like you said, it's very real. It's not fake. Um, so, so when you're doing a fully video session out in this beautiful location, Colorado, what does uh-huh. that look like? Walk me through like the logistics of the session. So you guys mm-hmm. are arriving on, uh, at a set location that you've predetermined or you've told the client, um, mm-hmm. before that happens, what is taking place for that film session? Give me the, the behind the scenes from attire to um, communication with mom or dad to uh, getting to know the family. What does that look like for you as a, as the uh, professional? That's such a good um, question. Um, so I style, I help style families if they, mm-hmm. if they want, if they want it. Um, I don't force that on them. Um, right. but I always suggest that I love uh, flowy, dresses. Mm -hmm. I love flowy shirts. Um, I love incorporating like little things like hats or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, special, special items for the kiddos. Like in the last uh, video I shot, yes, girl loved shooting with her little Instax Instax camera. And that was just such a cute, yeah, such a cute little detail. Um, but I, before a film session, I will actually write down shots that I know that I want. Um, kind of like store storyboarding. Um, so I'll, I'll know that I want a wide shot of mom and the three girls dancing, or I know that I really want a close up of mom, you know, um, right. Loving on her, on her kiddos. But for film sessions, I am less of a director than I am with photo sessions just because I feel like, yeah, I feel like, you know, I'll tell them to, you know, I really like that light over there, but can you just, you know, talk to your, talk to, or go up to your mom and, you know, tell her a secret. Um, right. but kind of letting that unfold a lot more mm-hmm. than I do in, in photo sessions. Oh, that's interesting. I almost thought just, I just figured you were giving almost more instruction, um, because the connections that you were able to capture are just incredible. It's very, like you said, it's very real life. It doesn't feel forced or fake or anything. Um, yeah. you can tell well, mom clearly are... loves her kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like, um, I feel kind of like, a um, such a weirdo sometimes <laughs> because when I'm shooting, <laughs> when I'm shooting films, I'm so quiet, but I think it's because I do want to capture the, you know, that kiddo saying, Oh, I love you, mom, or mom, mm. let's go, you know, or the brother saying, you know, something funny to his sister, or, you know, whatever that is. Um, yeah, I feel like I do a lot less work if that makes sense, mm-hmm. directing mm-hmm. films rather than in photo sessions. Do you come into a film with a shot list? You said you didn't as much, but you don't at all. Oh, it's coming into film with a shot list. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I want, you know, I'll write down, Oh, I want a really wide shot. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Sorry. I misunderstood okay. what you said earlier. Oh, that's I think okay. I thought you yeah. I thought, I thought, okay. So you do have come with a shot list. Okay. Um, yeah. and so when you're talking to mom ahead of the session, when you're prepping mom or dad or whomever it is you're filming, um, yeah. what are you saying to them? Because they've probably never done this before. I, right. I would assume. Yeah. So how are you kind of getting their header on the fact that they've probably done a photo session where they've had you know, they've worked on their clothes. They know they're prepped the kids, but mm-hmm. how are you prepping them for the film part of it? Well, that's such a good question. Um, I like to tell families that I like, um, I like a lot of movement. I like a lot of mm-hmm. adventure in my sessions. Um, 
I do send out a questionnaire asking them, you know, what's a typical ideal day for you? Like, do you love Mm. to hike in the mountains? Um, What are your kiddos favorite things, you know, to, to do? What are their hobbies? Mm. Um, What do you like to do as a family? Um, But I try to prep them and saying, you know, this is going to feel like a photo session, but it's also Mm going to feel like just a fun day out with your family. Oh, I love that. That's good. And do you get them questioning, like, are you going to tell us what to do or do they ever respond like that? And how do you handle that? For films, for sure. (laughs) I think think people have this idea that, you know, they're going to be like actors in a show or something. Um, Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if that happens, I will absolutely give them direction, you know, but it usually turns out that they honestly forget I'm there and they're just, you know, connecting in a way that Mm. they would otherwise. That's awesome. And that's, I think that goes a lot to show that you're helping them to feel comfortable, which obviously, you know, as a photographer, but it's, it comes across, you know, that you're, you're giving them a level of comfort where they trust you to be able to be themselves in a new location or wherever. And that's important. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you have, uh, what camera? Well, yeah, I was going to ask you this first. What camera are you shooting on when you're doing these sessions? So I bought a mirrorless um, Canon EOS R, and yeah. I bought it. I bought it specifically for films, just mm-hmm. because I think um, shooting with a. I love shooting with a lighter camera, and it has that flip screen. Whereas I shoot, mm-hmm. um, I also shoot with a 5D Mark IV, and it doesn't have that flip right. screen. Right. And it's a lot harder to see, isn't it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. It, it's for some reason when you're filming, I love to just get, you know, different angles and that full totally. screen. Amazing. Yeah. Especially <laughs> if you're doing like a bird, that bird's eye angle with kids yes. and you're just above them in the grass or something. It's hard with that Canon to, to see. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Down. Exactly. What do you do? You shoot Canon or Nikon? No, I'm actually Nikon. Um, but uh, Nikon, yeah. But uh, I feel like I'm the only one in the world at times that shoots Nikon. <laughs> so I feel like I know a lot no. about the other ones. <laughs> um, so, what lens is your uh, lens of choice for for your film session specifically? So I actually, the um, Canon line has a lenses specifically designed for that mirrorless. And I shoot mm-hmm. with, the, it's the Canon RF 28-70. And it's, oh, nice. a, yeah, it's an F2, which is amazing mm-hmm. for a zoom. Yes. But that thing is, that thing's heavy. <laughs> I was gonna, I was um, gonna say, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's big on that mirrorless, but it is amazing for both wide angle and de- those detail shots. And I love shooting right. wide open. So I always shoot at, um, at F2. F2. Yeah. And with your yeah. location, I mean, I feel like you almost need that wide. Gosh, you, I mean, you've got such For a vast, sure. gorgeous area that your clients are typically surrounded by. You want to be able to capture yes. that as wide as possible. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. That that's amazing. Um, when you are doing your photography sessions, you're using a different camera. What are you using for that? Mm-hmm. So I use the 5D Mark IV. And, and which lens favorite, do you... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, my, No, that's okay. My favorite lenses for that are the Sigma 35 1.4 mm-hmm. and then the Canon 50 1.2. 
Okay. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. So, um, with your, so this, the session is happening, um, and you wrap it up. Are they as long as your photo sessions? And uh, you said it was an hour and a half typically. So is a film session typically an hour and a half? Yes, absolutely. Or even longer. I mean, I like to, um, I've learned that the more clips I have to work with it, the better, um, just mm. in creating that, you know, the storytelling aspect. And I feel like there are so many times when I'm, I'm filming, um, and I'm not getting exactly what I want. So I'll, you know, I'll film it again or, you know, Mm. ask them to do that same movement or, um, Mm -hmm. interaction again. Um, that's interesting. And the clients are okay with that. They, they're understanding with that. Usually. Yeah. I think they're on board for it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so, Tell me about how long, when you, when you have, cre- you've done the session, then how long is it typical for you to take to return the film to the client? What's the turnaround time? Uh, usually about four to six weeks. I'm okay. finding yeah. that, you know, editing um, mm-hmm. films is a lot more involved than editing a photo <laughs> session. <laughs> it it um, really is. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is. I mean, I love the process, but you have to really take the time to, you know, mm-hmm. especially with sound, um, with the little details you, you, and you know that when you're taking a clip, you're like, Oh, I don't want that part, but I know I want that part. <laughs> so the cutting, right. and the pasting, and, yeah, it's, it's a learning process, but it's, I'm really enjoying it. When you're shooting, are you intentionally shooting for slow motion or are you shooting for audio? How are you approaching a session? Um, and maybe we should like pull back and think of like the whole session of, of itself. Like, are you going into the session saying this film is going to be about this mom and her kids, or this film is going to be at this, about this family doing life together. Um, Mm -hmm. when you do that, are you going into the session or are you just kind of feeling it out and saying, Oh, they had a lot of really great audio. I'm going to record that now. What's your approach to the session? Is it kind of decisions made ahead of time or is it kind of during the session? Mm, I think it's both. I think, um, I definitely have, uh, a theme in mind, like motherhood films or family films. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always try to get audio like on location but mm-hmm. sometimes it just doesn't work. And sometimes, the, right. you know, the wind's, <laughs> yeah, the wind's too strong or, you know, I right. wasn't close enough to, you know, capture that little cute voice. Um, right. But right. I, do, I have been intentionally shooting for slow motion um, just because I love that feel, the feel of the slow motion, but I'm pushing myself to shoot more um, 20, 24 frames per second. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's definitely more of like a storytelling, um, way to go about it. Um, uh, yeah. And I, one of your films, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. Um, your latest um, one has a, has this voiceover and guys, we're going to put this in the show notes. Um, it's just beautiful, but I want to, we'll definitely talk about that in a second. Cause I want to hear more of your thoughts on that audio, um, that went into that. Um, so what kind of, if, so you're done with the session, um, and you're back home and you're starting to dive into that film. You're about to open the project and kind of get it going. Do you, are you choosing music first? Are you kind of figuring out how you want to edit first? What's the first thing that you're going to do as an artist for this project? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't choose the music first. I choose the clips that I know. Um, Mm -hmm. I try to keep, you know, 
cull through and see, oh, I really know I want these clips and then kind of mm-hmm. get rid of the others because that's you mm-hmm. know, just fluff. Um, and then I'll put it in the, my timeline and then I'll kind of get a feel for what this film feels like. And then I'll go mm. and look for the, the music to incorporate. And what a, I love, yeah, no, I love that. What about this, this latest film, um, it, the Rachel's motherhood journey film? It's the one you just recently released. So this mm-hmm. one is the one I was mentioning. It has a, a voiceover on it. Did you go into the session for that film thinking I'm going to do a voiceover of this, or was it what you just said where you put it on the timeline and kind of figured it out from there? Um, I actually went into that film knowing I wanted to play with voiceover because I've never done it before. And I had a specific mm. vision for Rachel talking about, you know, her journey into motherhood. Mm. So describe that for people. I'm going to put this in the show notes so people can watch it because you abs- it's a must watch. Um, but tell me about this film. Just kind of give me the broad overview of what the inspiration was for it, your creativity behind building that film. I want to hear about that. So this was uh, the giveaway film. And Um, I had connected with Rachel before even, you know, mentioning this giveaway, but, Mm -hmm. um, what she said in the response to the giveaway was, you know, I want to be able to show my girls this video, this moment in time where we are together, we're adventuring Mm -hmm. together, you know, and I want them to see and hear, um, uh, how we interact and I want yeah. them to look back and, and, and know that I love them. Um, and right. I, I think that was, yeah, that was so touching for me. Um, so I just, I knew that I wanted her voice in it mm. because I knew this was kind of like a time capsule for her, for her, mm. girls, for her daughters. I love that. I love that. So did you approach that? Did you tell her that ahead of time or did you tell that kind of after everything? No, no, I actually told her after. <laughs> Uh, and you know because I didn't want her to feel nervous and I sure she said you know if she said you know what I'm not comfortable doing that that's fine because I did have audio um for her little girls but she was really open to it and loved the idea as well that's awesome so tell me about how you um did the voiceover Were were you with her or did you have her record it separately how did that work I had her record it separately. She has, um, she actually had a video mic. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so it was perfect. And she just sent me the audio files, and then I kind of cut and pasted them um, mm. and used some filters on um, in Adobe Adobe Premiere. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of little helps in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you're when you're approaching these sessions. You've, I've watched um, a few of your most recent films um, and mm-hmm. the last two or three have been motherhood ones. And I know at the beginning you mentioned that motherhood is a theme for you, um, yes. but you've also done some non-motherhood films. What, what, what kind of, what is it about all those different types of films that you've now done? Which one is your favorite? Uh, which one is your go-to? And what do you think you'd maybe want to keep exploring if you were given the opportunity? Mm. I actually think um, motherhood films are where my heart's at (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and that exploration of voiceover. I feel like I really want to start exploring um, working more um, both in, you know, more in like narrative films. Um, Yeah. So 
I guess <laughs> that's mm-hmm. it's it's such a broad answer, but um, yeah, I really am drawn to the connection of motherhood, and maybe that's mm. because I am a mother, <laughs> right? Um, but I do want to explore other things. I mean, I'm actually this weekend, I'm shooting a small intimate um, wedding of my cousins and I'm doing video. Yeah. And it's just really experimental, but I do, you know, want to kind of branch out and see where, see my, where my creativity lies there. I love that. Um, Have you done a wedding before? I've shot, you know, I've shot stills, but I've never right. shot video. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's super exciting. I, I'm yeah. really, really interested to see how that kind of comes out because it's, I mean, it's similar, isn't it? It's, there's love between a mother and a child and love between two people. And yes, exactly. I mean, when you boil it down, it's just love and you were brilliant at capturing that, um, in oh, your session. You. So yeah, I think, I think you're going to be fabulous at that. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I think just, you know, capturing, like for me, my work, I feel, I feel like location is such a huge inspiration connection. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then details, I think details Mm. are tell a lot of the story. I I love that you said that because that's literally my next note to talk to you about. Um, I've noticed that in your films, you were very good at, um, I think a lot of times when people do films, we get caught up in capturing that we sometimes forget to get the details. It sounds such, like a, such an obvious thing, but getting that B-roll is important. Um, and you have an incredible location. So I don't think it's hard for you to forget to get the wide shots of the location, but a lot of times we just, you know, we forget to get the details. And like you said, the details are just key, especially when you have those little ones that are in dad or mom's arms. And um, I love the way I'm thinking of one of your films, uh, Amber and her three is the title of the film. Yes. And we'll put that in the Mm -hmm. show notes. I think the details in that film are amazing. I love um, how you're capturing like hands touching different, you know, just you're real close up in there. Are you like physically getting up close? Are you zooming in for that? What are you doing to achieve that? Yeah, I'm not afraid to get close. And I tell my clients (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Um, Although although during COVID, it's been a a little trickier. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I think that's definitely a part of, you know, my artistic vision and how I Mm. see things creatively is, you know, I think the good stuff is always in the details for sure. Oh, I love that. Um, do you, um, I've also noticed that when you're shooting, you have these beautiful backlit, backlit shots. Um, Mm. do you, it seems like you gravitate towards kind of that look in your film sessions, but what about your photography? Is that, is, does that translate to photography as well? Or is that more of a video thing? Oh yeah. That's, that's everywhere. (laughs) Um, I think I'd say that's a huge part of my, my artistic vision too, is light plays such a huge role and especially backlight. Um, there's something, Mm so magical about that, you know? Mm, I love that. Um, tell me about, um, let's talk about the music in your films just for a little bit here. Um, Mm -hmm. we talked briefly before what kind of music when you're thinking, when you, you've, you've done these sessions, whether it's outdoor indoors, um, do you have a style of music that you kind of prefer for these lifestyle sessions? Um, or do you just kind of like, what is, what's your preference when you're building your film music style wise? 
I do. I always gravitate towards like the indie folk, um, really just peaceful, but also playful, um, Mm -hmm. guitar, piano. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it just gives it kind of a cinematic feel. Mm, I love that. Um, do you find that, uh, your sessions, lend themselves. I'm thinking of the person who might be listening that perhaps yeah. is starting off as a lifestyle photographer and is thinking about incorporating film. So they're new, new, new at this. Um, right. What kind of advice would you give them for choosing music in their films? Because this is being shot at a location. Um, the family mm-hmm. has made a purpose, a, a date to come out and do this with you. Do you mm-hmm. think a certain style lends itself to that um, as far as not being too busy of sounding music or, I mean, do you, do you tend to choose music that has vocals or no vocals? What's your preference for that? Mm. I always recommend that you kind of, you match your music to the feel of the, of the film and what you're shooting. So, cause I'm shooting a lot of motherhood and family mm-hmm. connections. I always try to look for, um, you know, something, that has that matches that feeling that feeling of connection um if you're doing i don't know if you're shooting something commercial or brand i think mm-hmm. i would probably choose something a lot more you know funky or upbeat right um, <laughs> <laughs> um i think you just have to and maybe even ask the family um you know mm. are you guys really into country what kind of music do you like um because that can help connect the family to that film as well mm-hmm. interesting I think there, I think there are people who have very strong opinions on whether or not to ask a family that. So that's cool that you uh, yeah. kind of are, you, you're taking their, their, well, who they are into consideration when you're choosing right. the music, which I think is pretty important. <laughs> yeah, I do too, for sure. Um, when you give them their client guide, do you think that, um, does that kind of help you understand the music choice for them when you're reading over the client guide that they filled out for you? Yeah, I think that helps and knowing if they're, you know, more of an adventurous family or if they, you know, they're more homebodies. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, and I think even shooting, like during the shooting process, I think that you Mm -hmm. kind of, you get a feel more for that family and how they're interacting with each other. And so even on, you know, even on a drive home from a session, I can kind of pick through, I mean, sometimes I do this, I'll listen to music and say, oh my gosh, that would be perfect for them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. have that? And you don't have, you said you don't have it chosen ahead, but you, you're saying when you leave the session, you've already got a feel for their vibe is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. The feeling of it and knowing if I want, um, vocals or if I just want mm-hmm. to do that, um, you know, pretty piano piece and then maybe a voiceover. Mm-hmm. How are you, um, how are you marketing these films now that you kind of have built your portfolio, um, with a certain look and a certain feel, um, mm-hmm. let's pretend like we're not in COVID <laughs> right now. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's pretend That's like true. life is back to normal for goodness yes. sakes. <laughs> oh, I've got like my fingers and toes crossed I here. <laughs> Come what on, is a normal? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Isn't January yet? So, in a normal year, what does your marketing look like for your photo and films? I think I'm interested in just the business marketing side of things. Um, and you can speak to photo or films, but how does marketing look like for you as a business owner who's been doing this for a while? 
Mm -hmm. Um, at first it was honestly, it was Facebook and word of mouth. Um, Mm -hmm. Facebook has kind of, um, lost its um for me in marketing wise. And I, I think Instagram is huge and using hash hashtags. Like for instance, I use a lot of, you know, Denver family photographer, um, Mm -hmm. And honestly, Instagram has been amazing, but I also think word of mouth is huge and, and mm-hmm. um, involving yourself in community and making friends and saying, oh, you know what? Um, we're looking for a photographer. Oh, great. I'm a photographer. Um, yeah. um, honestly, word of mouth has been my my biggest marketer, which I so, feel like maybe I'm, I'm lucky. <laughs> no, I, I think there's, I think there's a bit of intentionality that comes with word of mouth. Like it means that you have to have done the work right. for people to talk about the work, right? Like it doesn't just exactly. poof happen. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you're doing good work. And so people, mom, dad, whomever is going to talk and say, my friend wants a session. Well, I did the session. Um, and this right. great, this person was amazing. And so that's good. When you say involved in your community in a non COVID time, what does that look like? Does that mean just people you're meeting or does that mean, are you intentionally doing things? What talk to me about that. So in the first couple of years of my business, I worked with, you know, local coffee shops or yogurt shops, mm-hmm. dessert shops. Um, yeah. Just to have, to see if they would, um, maybe display my work in their, in their shops or their hallways. Um, and then I I would, you know, shoot something promotionally for them or, you know, do kind of a business trade. Um, I also think, um, just being involved in like, if you're involved in like a motherhood group or, you Mm, know, um, just, I don't know, just being active in, in, your community and talking about, you know, what your work entails. And Mm -hmm. I think people are always looking for somebody that they can trust and, um, to, it, it helps to know the person who you're gonna trust with your family images and your family. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, have you found that now that you're adding video to your portfolio, you've added mm-hmm. video to your portfolio, but now that it is a thing in your business, have you found that it's an easier sell or a harder sell? Honestly, I think it's a little harder. And maybe that's mm-hmm. because I haven't done it as much or I'm brand new to it. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe it's the um, the price point mm-hmm. that it's at. Um, but... I'm like determined to make that something that's not as hard to sell (laughs) because, because I love it so much. And I think, I honestly think like when people see a family video and like you said, Mm. um, they, when they can see themselves in that, I think that's huge. Mm. I think that's such Mm. a huge selling point. Are you in an area that is, uh, I don't know Colorado very well, so excuse my ignorance, but are you in an area that is like heavily populated or is it smaller? Mm-hmm. Like what's the feel for the, where you are? Yeah. In my, um, my town, it's very, very populated and always growing. Um, so I feel really lucky because I, and I have grown up here, so I do have connections from high school and mm. that's always helped, um, me kind of grow my business that way. Right. Um, okay. That's, that's interesting. I, 
I always wonder if films are easier to sell in different markets, like if it's a small town versus a large town. I think it's mm. interesting to ask people like where, where, what their perspective on it is. And I agree with you. I right. think films are, I think it's a harder sell. I mean, like you said, it's not just the price point. It's asking mm-hmm. people to, um, to be themselves or if it's a different type of a session. It just depends what you're capturing, but it's a different ask than a photo session. And so getting that point across is a little bit more challenging. Um, But I think it's becoming more and more of a a normalized thing in our culture to have these. I've seen more and more families getting them. People are aware of them now. Um, So that kind of helps all of us. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I think it's it's, um, definitely like an upward trend, which is amazing. For, for us creatives. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so um, tell me as a videographer and a photographer, um, as, but specifically as a, someone who's incorporating family film sessions into their photo sessions, what is um, one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's really starting out? Um, they're doing photo sessions outdoors. They're... Um, mm-hmm maybe they're in the first year of their business. And um, what's something that you would tell them as someone who's been doing this for a while? I think that you, if you really want to do films and you want to build that as your business, I think that you need to just um, start shooting for yourself. First of all, shooting for your portfolio. So you could do a giveaway. Mm. Um, You could ask a friend, Hey, can, can I practice on you guys? And yeah. um, Also, educate yourself and learn the technical Mm. skills because Mm. it took me, I mean, when I started three years ago filming, I was awful, Mm -hmm. honestly. (laughs) I mean, we're all awful when we start, right? Um, yes. But but learning, learning the technical aspects and learning how to really, um, master what you are so passionate about, I think is so extremely important and just Mm -hmm. keep doing it. Like, um, Mm. do it for free for, you know, for friends. And I'm not saying do it free forever because right. obviously you're not, you're not, you're not going to be <laughs> in business that way. But I think building that portfolio and just kind of practicing and playing and making mistakes, I think is, mm. is a key to, to growing yourself. You've and actually, been a I saw member- this, oh, go sorry. Ahead, sorry. No, <laughs> I go saw ahead. this quote. I saw this quote today. I'm just going to pull it up. Um, it says, we are all apprentices in a create craft where no one ever becomes a master. Um, oh, I love that. I do too. I just feel like um, sometimes we're so scared, you know, to put ourselves out there. But honestly, everyone sucks at first and it's going to get better. <laughs> when you first started films, did you know you wanted to make it a part of your business or did you, were you just doing it kind of for you and then it grew into that? I think I always knew I wanted to eventually do it, um, but I didn't have confidence, you know, until I really trusted myself mm-hmm. in making and what, it. What really helped build that confidence for you? Was it just practice or was it other things? I think it was practice and I also think it was um, education. Um, yeah. And honestly, I mean, you're, the Filming Life Academy has helped me tremendously. I mean, there's there's so many... <laughs> There are so many resources out there, like on YouTube, and um, yes, which is great. But 
having a community where people, you know, like-minded people are there to help mm-hmm. you and to discuss it and to learn from, um, is it's such huge. A, yeah. The, the community part of it. I especially love, we have this, um, network where everybody kind of hangs out and shares their work and asks questions. And mm-hmm. that's my favorite part is kind of seeing that on a daily basis. And it's cool because yeah. like you said, you've got people kind of all over the spectrum, people who literally just got their first camera to people who have been doing it a while. And it's right. neat to see that all in one spot, but it's like, you know, a judgment-free zone, which is kind of <laughs> nice. Yeah it's, so, yeah. it's nice. And it's like a safe place to, you know, get critique or, mm-hmm. you know, talk about what, the things that you're, that you're learning. What's one thing when you, so you've been doing films before you uh, started at the Academy. What's one thing that you learned at the Academy that you hadn't really been exposed to or had not tried before you kind of dug in with all the stuff that we have at the Academy? Um, I think on um, a huge piece for me was incorporating sound into films. Mm. Um, I think um, when I look back at, you know, the, first films I made, it looks that made, it looks more like a camcorder and like, I'm put, you know, doing like a slideshow just cause I'm like placing music, sure. not, not intentionally to what I'm shooting. And then hmm. when you really look at how you're creating films, you're trying to create a story and you have to do that very intentionally, um, hmm. you know, with sound and with the clips that you choose and how you're shooting, you know, for instance, like slow motion or, right. um, cinematically. I can, I can see that, especially in your latest film, I can see that, that audio and the story that comes along with audio is important to you. I can see that it's something that kind of lights you up and I love that. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I want to make sure I've kind of covered everything with you. Um, I love that I love that when you said what kind of makes you tick as an artist, I love that you said three things. You said that it was details, it was um, connections, and mm-hmm. um, and it was your environment that you're shooting in. Um, would you kind of say that that summarizes you as an artist? I would just want to kind of go back to that idea that I see. If you go to Sarah's website, everyone, um, she has the word art just kind of, it's 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 the underlying theme on the website. And, um, does that kind of embody who you are as an artist, those three things, or would you say there's anything else? Oh yeah. I'd say those are probably my top three. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, uh, Sarah, thank you so much for having this little chat with me. This has been lovely. I feel like I have a lot better of an understanding about how you kind of tick and how your business runs. And I hope that, um, this was inspirational to others, um, who are running these style sessions and, um, Sarah, where can people find you if they want to chat with you? So on Instagram, I'm, um, at Sarah C Garcia and my website is Sarah Garcia photoart.com. And I do awesome. have a video or a Vimeo channel as well. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. sure of the, that exact link, but it's in my, um, Bio we can add it to the show Instagram. notes. Oh, thank okay, you so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. put all that in the show notes for sure. Um, and I would highly uh, suggest just uh, if you guys can go watch Sarah's most recent films, we'll link those as well because they're just gorgeous and you can feel your heart in the films. And I just love um, 
I love them. So anyway, (laughs) thank you for sharing with us. Thank you so much. It's truly an honor. And um, to everyone listening, I thank you so much for listening to me babble. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. No, no, no. It was wonderful. (laughs) You did great. Thank you. (laughs) You're such a good host. Thank you so much. Oh, goodness. Thank you. Have, um, yeah, thanks for being a part of this. And um, we'll chat later. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion with Sarah as much as I did. I loved hearing her perspective on how she creates films and how she runs her film sessions. To see all the things that we talked about during this episode and even more of Sarah's beautiful films, head over to the show notes at filminglifeacademy.com forward slash podcast, and you'll find everything right there at the top of the page. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.